Jordan. Ian. Who wanted to experiment with food, deep fried a rice cracker, and inadvertently discovered a cure for persistent genital arousal syndrome? Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. Two guys. What the? Hello, and welcome to Two Guys What's Up. This is episode 17 of the most fantastical comedy podcast where we tell you about weird things. Who'd have thought we'd got this far? (laughs) Definitely not me. (laughs) My name is Ian, and I am joined, as always, by the most fantastical clarinetist I've ever known, Jordan. Oh, I think you've got the wrong person again. Ah, shit. Uh, Is this Jordan Stevenson? Uh, This is Jordan Jordan. Okay, I better hang up. Sorry. Okay, we're back. Jordan Stevenson didn't answer, so I guess I'm going to have to make do with Jordan. Jordan, 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 how are you? I'm really good. Well, I say that, I've got like a, a bit of a tickle in my throat. You sound awful. Yeah, I am, I am pretty dead. I was going to say to you, like, throughout the course of this episode today, I'm going to have to ask you to seriously restrain yourself because my voice has dropped like a couple octaves. <laughs> so I'm going to have to ask you to try and restrain yourself. Do not fall in love with me. If you find yourself getting sexually aroused by the sound of my deep, melodic voice, then just tell me and uh, we can end the call and we can come back to it when we're uh, a little bit more well. Okay, fair enough. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, he can help with that. Yes, I can! (laughs) (laughs) That persistent arousal syndrome. (laughs) Yeah, just feed you one of his rice crackers. (laughs) Yeah, stick this in your mouth! (laughs) I don't know if we should tell anyone, but 10 years ago, we had a really stupid running joke regarding Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. How did it happen? I mean, he ended up being a bass soloist yeah. in a fictitious band. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how it even came about. The only part I remember is, yeah, it's time for the bass solo. And then like playing like the world's worst bass. Just like... <laughs> Oh, no one else is going to get that. Yeah, everyone is just going to be sat at home just being like, just get on with it, please. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Stop reminiscing about your your joint past. <laughs> <laughs> that no one else is privy to. <laughs> Never mind. We are stupid. But yes, uh, I am I am sick, and you're sick, and, and you, know, you pointed out earlier that for some reason we always seem to get sick at the same time. Yeah, do you reckon it was a couple of weeks ago when we got together and had drinks with just like... And kissed. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was all the bumming, wasn't it? Probably, yeah. <laughs> what I think it is, is the podcast gods just don't want one of us to sound better than the other. Like, so we, we outshine the other. So it just makes us sick at the same time. That which apparently is persistent these days. Yeah. I've, honestly, since the start of this year, I feel like I've been more ill than I have been for years. Well, it's all them jabs. <laughs> yeah, you know what? This will probably flag up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Apple and Spotify are on this. (laughs) So what have you got coming up today? I don't know if you remember last week I was talking about Bigfoot. Oh yeah, the big feats. Big feet, big footers. And the uh, the talk of ghost dolphins came up. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Ghost dolphins swimming about, being buggers, drowning people. (laughs) How do we know they're just not rogue dolphins? That was my final conclusion, damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Well, just to move on to my bit then. (laughs) I'll just have to do my backup segment, which is, uh, I actually did look at that Bigfoot documentary that I was talking about, so I'm going to have a little dive into that and tell you some interesting facts from it, some stories, some cool little bits which I found interesting. Brilliant. But uh, 
before we do, what have you got coming up, Jordan? I have no idea. Brilliant. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I've got a whole bunch of compiled Glitch in the Matrix stories, which I find really interesting. Oh, very nice. Mm. I cannot wait to hear that. There's some weird stuff. Is it easy to come across in the medium of podcasts? Because like, I know sometimes like you have to show images. So, Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Audible listeners, which is all that we have here. <laughs> Is, uh, no one wants to see us. Uh, even I don't. <laughs> I have my eyes closed. Uh, it will come across just fine. Fantastic. I mean, you are one of the most amazing storytellers I have ever witnessed, read, see, spot, run. So, <laughs> captivated, mate. Captivated. So, <laughs> and that really hungry caterpillar. Ah, oh, yeah. I've never felt so sorry for a caterpillar that just wants food. <laughs> Maybe that's because I relate to the little fucker. Though. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Except you don't turn into a butterfly. Yeah, I turn into a fat strip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, without further ado, I will jump into this documentary if you do not mind. Let's do it. So today, as I said, I decided to take a look at that documentary that I mentioned in last week's episode that I wanted to have a look at. It is called The Bigfoot Alien Connection Revealed. And it is on YouTube, so feel free to watch it. You can watch it for free, so I will link that in so you can have a little watch for yourself after that. But before you do, before you drag yourself away from my amazing audio to go and listen to their probably better presented (laughs) audio visual, I thought I would give you a little bit of info that I found most interesting and proves emphatically that Bigfoot is an alien and he's here, buddy. And he wants his fish back. I'm ready. It seems like a lot of people in and outside of this documentary who experience a common trope, which is when they'll be out in the woods, they'll be hunting, hiking, having a midnight skinny dip, when all of a sudden they will hear something, or they will see a footprint, or they will have something obnoxiously hurled at their heads. And it will be from that single thing, from that very point, it will turn into an obsession. They feel like they need proof either to show the world that they're not crazy or to simply prove to themselves what happened was an actual tangible experience and that there is actually something out there okay but i can see why obsession is the first thing that they jump to because the allure of finding something or seeing something that you have been brought up to believe that is just nonsense your entire life and just having it completely blow your mind is just so attractive i was gonna say until that blow your mind bit yeah there's so much that we're fed that we are programmed to believe so yeah i mean it sounds weird to say the word programmed because it sounds so conspiratorial doesn't it but i mean you literally are just raised and you're taught these things in school and then you just go into life thinking that and then that is as it has to be and that is as it is you know it's a topic for another day isn't it but that is exactly what the flat earther groups say of course yeah and i mean i do not want to be lumped in with them (laughs) i can see where they're coming from (laughs) so there's a a book that's titled the flat earth society has members all around the globe yeah i've heard that before yeah (laughs) (laughs) that is amazing (laughs) i don't know how they didn't sort of catch that i mean even if they didn't mean it to sound as it sounds they could have maybe just thought we'll change the word in well you know? I mean, it's a bit of a weird book name anyway yeah <laughs> it doesn't really entice you in does it <laughs> no yeah i've seen that and it did not make me want to pick it up first time i saw that title imagine though if instead of it being a really flat book it was a book that was shaped like a globe <laughs> <laughs> I would be more impressed at how they managed to create a book that was shaped like that. But the irony is that they're talking about something that isn't meant to be. (laughs) 
I don't know. They boggle my mind, man. <laughs> we might go into Flat Earth a bit at some point. But... It's a topic for when we're not ill. Yes, I, I have big plans for conspiracies, though. So nice. We'll talk about that another day. Okay, deal. So, for years now, people have been reporting that they have been coming into contact with aliens, and people have been reporting similarly that they have been coming into contact with interdimensional beings, including receiving telepathic communications from unknown intelligences, as well as entities all calling themselves Bigfoot. But I know what you're thinking. It's interesting, the concept of it and all, but I'd never believe in that nonsense. But physicist, lecturer, author, UFO researcher Stanton Friedman, who is interviewed in this documentary, as well as a lot of other UFO, as lo- a lot, as well as other, <laughs> fuck off, as well as other well-known ufologists prevalent in the field, put it beautifully when he said, anybody who says secrets can't be kept, what, what is funny, Jordan? Go on. The fact that you stuttered all the way through that and said, put it beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try that again now. Mm. But physicist, lecturer, author, and UFO researcher Stanton Friedman, who was interviewed in this documentary, as well as other well-known ufologists prevalent in the field, put it beautifully when he said, anybody who says secrets can't be kept is saying, well, I don't know about any, so there must not be any, which is very self-centered, egotistical, and inappropriate way of thinking about things. Yeah, fair enough. Which I think is very true. I mean, like, if somebody who is a, a staunch skeptic comes up to you and goes, no, aliens can't exist because I've never seen one, then that is just completely ridiculous. That's like saying, I don't think wind can exist because I've never seen it. Yeah, you can't prove a negative or... Yeah, you know, yeah. You only can say, I disagree with you. <laughs> and it's also like when people try and say, oh, well, I don't believe it, but you do, so prove to me that it does exist. Or, you know, and you just can't really do that. Yeah, yeah. And if you can't prove it, then that means the opposite. Exactly. So, Jordan, with saying that, I would like to ask you, and you at home, to suspend your disbelief for just five goddamn minutes while I blow all your minds with some alien Bigfoot connections. I will do my best to suspend my disbelief just for you. Thank you, Jordan, because it's about time. I've been asking you for eight years. (laughs) (laughs) So, supposedly, scientists and specialists have decided to stop scouring the skies and have instead turned earthward in search for aliens. As the reports and experiences, as the data shows, these aliens are indeed our big old hairy pal, Ian. Uh, I mean, Bigfoot. (laughs) And Ian, (laughs) to be fair. (laughs) Yeah. Keep your scientist hands away from my big feet. (laughs) 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 As this document states supposedly the people who are doing the searching and keeping all these secrets are now getting old and don't want to be taking their secrets to the grave Mm. they are coming out and giving the information to the public that has been kept from us for years so this implies that there are science military and government higher-ups who already know this information and are now coming forward and disclosing it to the public implying that they know what it is or at least that there is a phenomena it's been around for a while and that these leaked secrets are backing up now what researchers and experiences are now only slowly discovering themselves. That's really interesting. I think that holds some merit. Yeah, so, I mean, as I'm sick and I wrote this uh, late at night, I don't know if that sentence made sense. <laughs> so, just to clarify a little bit, all these people who are in the military and uh, scientists who do all this sort of research and stuff, they're getting old. They know this stuff exists. So now they're coming forward to let people know that it's actually there. And what they're saying is lining up with what researchers 
and experiences have had happen to them and they're discovering themselves. Yeah, because it's like the, you know, the people on the deathbed have nothing to lose by coming forward with the information, do they? Very true, yep. So, for me, that adds some credibility to it because I don't think if I was on my deathbed, that would be my thought to, oh, let me carry on these thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Let's carry on this hoax. It's not as if you're going to be able to see how it plays out afterwards, is it? Exactly. Yeah, there's something I find interesting about the idea of people that do that. Yeah, definitely. But then again, I mean, maybe somebody is just one massive hoaxer and they just absolutely love the idea of screwing with people because <laughs> I'd do that. Like, I'd be on my deathbed and I'd be like, oh, when I was 48, I snogged an alien. And they're going to be like, oh, well, what's he What's he got to lose? He must be telling the truth. And I'd, like, my last dying breath will be a snigger. I'd be like, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> So, you know, it, there's two ways of looking at it, but I would be a small measurement in the grand scheme of things. If there's like a hundred people who are dying coming out saying the same thing, then I guess it's probably going to be more believable than one idiot. Yeah, I get you. Still, I don't know if anyone would really want to do that on their deathbed, but possibly there'll be some people around. Yeah, it'd be the last thing on your mind, really. You wouldn't be sitting there like close to death plotting a joke. <laughs> Unless you were Tim Vine or someone, they're probably not. I don't know who that is. So You're joking. I'm going to take your word for it. You don't know who Tim Vine is? I'm sorry, this coming from the person who didn't know who Genghis Khan was. Yeah, but Genghis Khan wasn't hilarious. <laughs> you don't know that, he could have been. <laughs> yeah, he might have been a joker of the pack, you never know. <laughs> but yeah, Tim Vine, hilarious guy. I don't think he holds it now, but he held the Guinness World Records for the amount of jokes told in an hour, I think. Can't remember what number it was, but he's like the king of one-liners, and they are brilliant. Okay. Name rings a bell to be fair I will have a little Google of him later and I will tell you if I know him or not do you know of Lee Mack the comedian I do so Lee Mack had a TV show and I think still does actually called Not Going Out name rings a bell but I don't watch a lot of TV fair enough it's like a sitcom kind of thing and Tim Vine was the second man to that TV show in the earlier series he does stand up himself like Lee Mack does and he's brilliant right just thought I'd chime in there. No, yeah, that's super very interesting. Thank you very much. Uh, I think we've uh, we've kind of strayed off topic here. <laughs> yeah, slightly, but I felt that was important for everyone to know about Tim Vine more than Genghis Khan. <laughs> Genghis Khan was a historical figure. He was a bit of a dickhead, I admit, but... Whereas Tim Vine is just a wholesome guy. You never know. In a few thousand years, it might come out that he's a massive dickhead. Well, I won't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back on topic. Okie dokie. So, generally, if somebody were to see a Bigfoot creature, they're probably going to use their Earth, aliens don't exist, in inverted commas, brain, and think it was a creature. It looked like a monkey. That's the way their thinking will probably evolve. But for many that stick with the research, it seems like their thinking always goes to cross over more into the alien slash high strangeness side of things. See, I would never think that they were just evolutions because I have suspended my disbelief. That is true, but I mean, like, outside the podcast, you know, you're allowed to not believe in these things again, so... Oh yeah, I think it's full of shit. <laughs> no, we're still in the podcast, so... Oh, sorry, I'm suspending my disbelief, sorry. Suspending, suspending. God damn it, John! <laughs> so, like, many people, like, if, like, say you're driving down the road and you see a Bigfoot in front of you, you probably just think, that was a massive monkey or something like that, you know, and you go about your day. I didn't know Ian was round here. <laughs> hey, Ian's playing out tonight. <laughs> He's got a Big Mac. <laughs> oh, no, Burger King. A big Whopper. <laughs> oh, is it just Whopper? <laughs> just a, a, a quadruple Whopper, I don't know. Yeah. Sounds like something I'd eat. Surely it would be actually called Big Whopper, wouldn't it? Oh, they could serve them, like, in two flip-flops. you call it a Big Flopper. Cheers! What you say to your wife? <laughs> hey, baby, have a look at my Big Flopper. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love how, like, every two or three episodes of this podcast, there's, like, a sex joke about my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about you to your wife, to be fair. Of course, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, look at my big flapper. <laughs> my big flaccid flapper. <laughs> Windmilling it like them dirty greys. Oh, God. <laughs> Leg up on the chair. Hey, look at my flapper, baby. With my sexy voice, though, I'm irresistible, so she'd be all over me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So a lot of people who follow the trail and they start to discover the creepiness behind it. But what are some of these sorts of things? Well, let me give you a little small list of examples, me old pal. Okay. So how about this? A Bigfoot disappearing in a grand flash of light. What, like a like a stage magician? I guess so, yep. Okay. Which is very, very alien. <laughs> what, stage magicians? <laughs> yeah. It's all alien to me because I'm shit at magic. God. <laughs> What about this then? The creature just simply dissolving into nothing in plain sight. What, like a stage magician? (laughs) Get off the magic. (laughs) What about them being shot and it having zero effect on them, or the fact that they are often accompanied by, or dropped off by, orbs, generally little balls of light no bigger than a basketball? What, like a stage... Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, What, like an alien? That's it, yep. Just like an alien. Now you're getting on board. I am. (laughs) (laughs) It's about time. But that's not all. There are sightings reported of Bigfoot being spotted around or near UFOs. Like sometimes there are flaps where there are mass sightings of the two together. Such a place where these flaps have happened is in Dulce, New Mexico. There is apparently an insane amount of paranormal goings on here, including cattle mutilations, supposed interdimensional portals, as mentioned, aliens and Bigfoot. So is this just because it's an area where these things converge? Or is it to do with the fact that they have all one thing in common and that they are coming through into dimensional doorways mm. you'd say the interdimensional doorways i guess wouldn't you um it's hard to put a finger on what on the doorway depends what state of mind i'm feeling depends how horny i am on the day <laughs> <laughs> can you not just find the handle for the doorway is that the problem that is it yeah my son broke that off <laughs> oh they were the hinges weren't they <laughs> be easy to find if the door was on the floor it was just wide open unfortunately i don't have that liberty see these massive bigfoot creatures are actually really delicate and dainty Does that mean my son's a bigfoot <laughs> case study for the future get him in a lab <laughs> so john keel who we spoke about a fair few amount of episodes back spoke about these interdimensional doorways and he called them window areas right so things like wormholes are becoming less science fiction more theoretical maybe okay so maybe they do exist and they are easily accessible to one of those other dimensions or other planets who are just of greater intellect than us speculation but viable who's to say yeah yeah we never know one of my favorite quotes by arthur c clark is magic is just science that we don't understand yet so pen and teller just scientists exactly yeah amazing fraudulent scientists but (laughs) but i mean like if you think as far back as like things like leeches you know like when you got sick they were just like oh you've got too much blood and they had to do bloodletting and stick a leech on you and that's supposed to cure you so that's pretty fucking stupid in my opinion (laughs) back then you'd have been burned at the stake for saying that What does he know? To be fair, I wouldn't want to live in a world where they thought that giving you a leech would get rid of gonorrhea. <laughs> Imagine finding that out the hard way. That would be shit. <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> oh, do you reckon they stick the leeches there? I couldn't tell you. I don't even want to think about it. That makes me invert. It'd be like the tiniest blowjob in the world, wouldn't it? <laughs> Does that mean if you had, like, four leeches on your dick, you could go home and be like, you just had a fivesome? Oh, that makes me feel so ill. <laughs> that is awful. Because... Makes me feel horny. 
It's because I absolutely hate, quite literally detest slugs. Oh yeah, I hate slugs. They're like they just remind me of those and those crawling all over. That just uh, kill me. Disgusting little creatures. Did you ever see that Jackass episode where Steve put one on his eye? No, no, but that's awful for, for the leech as well. I mean, no one wants to suck on an eyeball. Oh, uh, was it? Oh wait, it was a leech, not a slug. Yeah, no, it's a leech. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's fine then. <laughs> that's even worse. Sorry, I've just made Jordan start hyperventilating. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. Pretty grim. So, thank God we have come far away from those times. So, as I said before, many people who are out and about in the wilderness have reported having telepathic communications with a big old Bigfoot. These messages received can range from nothing much really to, yo, what's up? Or a friendly message like, I like your shoes. And some have even reported getting angry messages like, fuck off your ball bag, you just fished my dinner. Sounds like it's your dad. <laughs> Maybe it is. No, he's got no hair. <laughs> Maybe he sheds it when he turns human. Oh, yeah, he's a transmorphicator. Uh, if you say so. Other people have reported seeing a Bigfoot, and it's in one spot, say, walking towards them to wrestle the hard-earned fish out of their hands that they wanted for the tea, and the very next split second, it's over to the left or somewhere else, be it behind them, a few metres away, or a hundred feet over, but essentially teleporting Bigfoot. Do the fish teleport as well? No, the, you've got the fish. Oh, sorry, I see. And then it's coming to wrestle it out of your hands, because it's hungry. Got you. But it comes from any and all directions. Well, it comes towards you and then boop, it's gone somewhere else. That's inefficient of the Bigfoot, isn't it? How so? Well, if it keeps changing direction, it's never really going to get close to you, is it? Well, I was using all those different things as examples. So, like, <laughs> it could be coming towards you and then teleport a few metres over. Or it could be coming towards you and teleport 100 metres away. Not doing them all at once or, like, in sequence. <laughs> okay. It's like some sort of dance routine or something. <laughs> yeah. Like a really big hoedown. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like trying to throw you off, I guess, or I don't know, just maybe not be seen. I don't, I can't tell you why he's doing it, but that's something that people have seen. Okay, yeah, I'm still suspending my disbelief. Fantastical, because you'll need it for this. <laughs> okay. One man in the documentary named Jim Erland said he saw a big old Bigfoot walking in a clearing between two patches of trees when all of a sudden there was a shimmer which was in a circle shape and the Bigfoot walked into it. The circle got smaller and as it came to a point in the middle, the creature had disappeared. Mm. The witness said he looked to see if it was there and if there was anywhere it could have gone, but apparently there was not and it had simply vanished. Okay. So it also appears that these Bigfoot have the power to not only speak to you inside your head, but also have the power to be able to make themselves appear as physical and non-physical creatures at will. I'd say that's pretty alien-like. Wouldn't you agree, Jordan? I would, in my suspension of disbelief. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you... I'm just never going to break the spell, so you just always agree with me. I believe aliens are sponges. I agree. It would make total sense in my opinion, because we don't have bones, we don't have bodies, we don't have poop. All we have is stories of them showing bizarre abilities of cloaking, teleportation, mind intrusion, and like I said, this always seems to be the direction experiencers who continue researching the phenomena seem to be pulled toward. Mm. Sure, you have people who say they've been attacked, or they've seen one in the woods, they've filmed it or whatever, but that's where their intrigue stops. If you don't continue to look at it, you don't see the absolute craziness that comes with it once you fall down the rabbit hole so for these people to believe that they're just earthbound lost ape creatures makes sense why wouldn't they think that but in the same breath i'm also going to say why would anyone simply jump to aliens just because they have some overlapping features it's just like saying dogs have four legs and so do chairs maybe chairs are actually dogs (laughs) to be honest i'm always sitting on my dog (laughs) your dog's tiny (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was a little footstool (laughs) oh that's why i get looks when i take the footstool out for a walk (laughs) (laughs) just dragging you (laughs) dragging a (laughs) dinner chair around behind you (laughs) 
Come on, Woody. <laughs> yeah, perfect. He's not eating today. <laughs> He's taking a chair to the vet. <laughs> yeah. They'd still say that's 100 quid. I mean, I would. <laughs> if you were a vet. <laughs> yeah. If a guy brought a chair into me, I'd be like, this guy's mental. I'd be like, that'd be a thousand pounds, please. <laughs> to be fair, if a guy brought a chair into you, you'd have more problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> Just getting warmed up. I'm at the point where I can fit four chairs in me. <laughs> It's an interesting theory, but like I said last week regarding the whole dimensional thing, if people are seeing these creatures and they are doing these things that these people are saying, then why would it be an animal? What argument would you have to honestly be able to say that it is a terrestrial being of this earth? Paranormal researcher Rosemary Ellen Guiley says, and I'm paraphrasing here, the phenomena defies normal and natural explanation, so that means that we must turn to the paraphysical or interdimensional considerations if we're going to fully understand their presence and interactions with humans on earth, especially if we want to have sex with them. (laughs) <laughs> did she say that last bit no that was uh all me oh, okay i did wonder <laughs> but to back this up scientists are now coming to terms with the facts of new dimensions so whether bigfoot is of another planet or another dimension i believe what people are seeing can't be from here i do lean more towards dimensional because the thought of a load of bigfoots walking around on their own planet kind of weirds me out a little bit for some reason i can't sort of imagine them having like schools and jobs and like wearing ties and hats and stuff like that <laughs> Who's to say they would? Well, that's the thing. Like, if they're on their own world or they're on their own dimension, like, is that just like one giant forest where they live and that's why they are so drawn to forests on Earth? Maybe. I don't know. That's why I go for dimensional. I I mean, like, there's probably no correlation. Like, if they were on another planet, what's the difference from a dimension to a planet? It's still a different plane. So, it's true. Like, if they were on a planet, why would they have schools and jobs and and fucking briefcases and stuff? Like, (laughs) yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. I guess the word dimension just conjures more of a sci fi feel but the word planet just makes me think of earth so i'm just making the the connections there yeah yeah i get you but either way my mind goes more to dimension like portals or window areas as john keel says but uh, even ron moorhead who i mentioned last week who was one of the gentlemen who recorded the sierra sounds oh yeah he has even continued his research and now has a book called quantum bigfoot oh fancy so throughout this entire documentary there is a talk of paranormal anomalies that are brought up and discussed which are often associated with bigfoot but i thought i'd leave all that sort of stuff out because it was deferring a bit from the alien connection right but it was very interesting documentary and i will link it in the description i only took a look at some of the key parts so there's a lot more than there to dive into so feel free to check it out jordan any thoughts are you any more convinced do i have to still suspend my disbelief you can reel in your disbelief now you can chuck it you can eat it do what you want with it just tell me your genuine thoughts (laughs) sorry (laughs) are you okay i was just eating my disbelief uh i don't really know what to think my logical brain here is saying that assuming these things are real whatever they happen to be yeah you're right that it's weird that we don't see carcasses and and other physical evidence so the portal thing i guess kind of makes more sense Mm -hmm. but i've never never considered them as being creatures like that so it's a bit of a far reach for my puny mind at this point (laughs) i can see why i mean for anyone to hear this sort of thing and then just be asked to kind of believe it you're gonna be like what no you know it'll take a lot of your own sort of research to make yourself believe it i guess yes through evidence rather than someone just telling you because that sounds crazy yeah like i've always said do i believe it do i not i don't know i am just taking in all the facts and on my deathbed i will come up with the best goddamn hope <laughs> thing is though you've just said that right now which will come back to haunt you when you have real evidence and people say ah it's just a hoax he said he was going to do that <laughs> i refuse to meddle with this sort of stuff because 
because as i've said before one of my most famous quotes from another podcast is when you start looking at it it'll start looking back so i look into it and i find it interesting but i will never indulge (laughs) you only window shop yes exactly yeah i will just dip my toe in the bigfoot pool okay i will never dive headfirst in (laughs) what if you trip and fall in (laughs) (laughs) well i guess i'm buggered then We'll find out in a number of decades on your deathbed when you're like, oh, it was real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love it if that's how you actually sounded as well. <laughs> <laughs> as I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. Just have you next to me, just in case I do that, like record it, put in an episode like 800,000 or something like that. <laughs> Hey, it's me, Jordan. He's dead. Here's how he sounded. <laughs> he was surrounded by his family and Bigfoots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Several Bigfoots, a couple greys. <laughs> Maybe that's what would finish you off, seeing all those greys mere feet away from you. Yeah, possibly. What my deathbed is, is actually my bed behind me. And um, <laughs> this is going to happen in about ten minutes when I go to bed. <laughs> So it wasn't an old voice you were reenacting, it was just your croaky, cold voice. Yeah, yeah, my ill voice. <laughs> <laughs> Coupled with being scared. <laughs> Premonition. So that is about the end of my nonsensical ramblings, because trying to read while I'm sick is just not helping at all. So I'm going to shut myself up, and I'm going to put you in the capable hands of my old pal Jordan Steen over here to tell you about some glotchy moutressars. Yeah, perfect. Go on then. That was spot on. Fantastic introduction from from me in there. Thank you. (laughs) You're just talking to yourself now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm delirious. I forgot you were here. (laughs) All this time, it's only been you. (laughs) The schizophrenic ramblings <laughs> of a fat hairy man. <laughs> One guy, what's up? So, glitching the Matrix stories. Hit me. I find these really fascinating. I can't wait. So many people have encountered instances of glitch in the Matrix that defy rational explanation. So the term's derived from the 90s film The Matrix, which suggests the idea that humanity is living in a giant computer simulation. And over the years, glitch in the Matrix has become shorthand for an example of unusual occurrences that cannot logically be explained. So here I will share a list I've compiled of the most notable glitch in the Matrix stories taken from users of various forums. And I should just say, by the way, before I actually dive into this, I'm going to assume that all of these are genuine and not just people taking the mick. Oh, so what? So you, you think I should just suspend my disbelief or something stupid like that? I would never ask you to do such a thing. Can't believe you'd ask me to do that, John. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your disbelief. <laughs> it is very tasty. Big old quadruple whopper. So the first one says, I saw myself. Uh, let me explain. I was around 14, 15 years old, and I was in a market with my parents. And I saw a kid with his parents who looked exactly like me when I was six or seven. I even wore my favourite sweater, which was blue and white striped. I couldn't believe my eyes. At first I thought, maybe it's a similarity, but no, it was definitely me. Everything the same. I clearly remember well because I had this thick, slightly curly hair. By the time I could get my parents' attention to show them, the little me had disappeared in the crowd. I still have a fresh memory of that instant and tried to reason it out, but so far haven't come up with an answer. A glitch? Maybe. How bizarre. I mean, obviously it could be someone that's very similar looking, but I guess you'd kind of know yourself. Back then, you know, you'd be like, hey buddy, let's go play PlayStation. You'd have like the perfect match, wouldn't you? That's true. Yeah. Be really crap though if they were still better than you. Yeah. (laughs) 
You just have to kill him. <laughs> I can be the only one. Yeah, exactly. Kind of weird, but, I mean, could be explained. So here's another one. A chap writes here. Okay, I just experienced it, and it's really playing on my mind for the last two hours. My coaching starts at 8 a.m. and ends at 10 a.m. It takes me about 10 to 15 minutes from the coaching to get to the nearest metro station. After I arrive at the metro station, it takes me about 20 to 25 minutes to reach the metro station near my house. Once I'm at the station, I then book a cab to reach my house, which takes again another 10 to 15 minutes. What? But something very, very weird happened today. After I left the coaching, I saw the time and it was 12 minutes past 10. I didn't check the time after that until I was near my house and I was about five minutes away from my place and I was shocked to see the time. It was 14 minutes past 10. Normally it takes me an hour to get to my house, but today it took just two minutes. I remember sitting in the metro for a good 20 minutes. How is it possible to cover nine kilometers in just over two minutes when I walked for 15 minutes, traveled on the metro for 20 minutes and traveled in the auto for 15 minutes again? Okay, one question. Mm. Did he look at one clock, then go home, look at one clock that was wrong and then instantly write this post. (laughs) I'm assuming it was on his phone. You know, if you're out and about. Okay, so the first clock was wrong and then he looked at his phone and then instantly wrote this post. (laughs) You're not suspending your disbelief, Ian. Oh shit, sorry, yeah. um, What? How did you do that? Nine kilometres? In two minutes? Fucking hell. Yeah. How does it feel, Ian? Mate, my ears have just fallen off. (laughs) So did your glasses just then. (laughs) Only dangling off your nose. Dangling (laughs) off my big old schnoz. (laughs) Well, shitting hell. Yeah. Let me hear another one of these, because my world, my perception of Earth (laughs) is just getting more and more warped as this (laughs) evening goes on. Here is another one. It says, This isn't my story, but rather my dad and his friend. I'll call him Steve. This happened before I was born. So at midnight... They were driving around West Philadelphia and stopped at McDonald's. Steve purchased a Coke and brought it with him into the car. As they were pulling out of McDonald's, the entire Coke spilled all over onto the floor. Careless. Yeah, there's no words to describe the idiocy. I'd kick him out. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, they both became concerned that the car floor was wet of course. Naturally. So they got up to investigate. The floor was actually completely dry and there was no ice. And after all these years, he never actually found the cup. Who knows what caused the coke to disappear right in front of their eyes. They got up to investigate. (laughs) I'm guessing they kind of got out the car or something, but I don't really know. (laughs) So... The driver down, like, I don't know, the I-70. He's like, oh, be cool. <laughs> the autobahn. Yeah. They both just continue to stand up in the car and investigate the floor. They would get a fine for that. I mean, without seeing it and having this glitch happen, surely they would just thought, floor's wet. They didn't need to see it. What are they going to do? Mop it up with their eyelids. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe they just attach sponges to the bottom of their feet. <laughs> well, either then, they wouldn't need to get up, would they? <laughs> I suppose not. Hey, just paddle around. But no, sorry, I am detracting from the strangeness of the story, because I have no belief at the moment, or disbelief. I can't remember which one it is I'm supposed to have. Either way, this story's real, and that's weird. Absolutely, now you're on it. Now I'm on it. Here's another one. Hit me. We lost the remote control for the TV. Searched and searched for it. Had to give up and order a replacement. The delivery man knocked on the door, I went and got 
got the parcel which had the new remote in it. Went back into the living room. The original remote was on the floor in the middle of the room. <laughs> I had literally just left the room and it wasn't there when I left. I cannot explain it. Made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. That sounds more to me like a case of a thing called a jut. It's just one of those things. This was a phenomena coined by someone who I can't remember, but it's one of those things where like you'll lose something and then you'll be looking for it and you'll look everywhere, you know, like you'll look in one certain place and then a year later you'll just come across it in that exact place where you couldn't find it before. Right. And it's just there and you're like, that is so strange and it's just one of those things. And is that meant to be a paranormal thing, this jut? Yeah, yeah, it is a paranormal phenomena. Oh, okay. So I don't think it's exactly like paranormal in the sense of like a ghost did it or something. It's just paranormal as in outside of the ordinary. Oh, okay. Some might say glitch in the matrix. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) A jut in the matrix. (laughs) That's the one, yep. Okay. Sounds a bit dirty, doesn't it? It depends how you like it. (laughs) Sorry, continue. Okay, another one says, I undertake the same journey frequently. 45 minutes door to door. Ruralish route, only one way to go. Except it only took me 30 minutes, which is physically impossible. I checked my phone and a text message half an hour earlier to a friend to say I'm leaving. Check the time on the phone against a watch and the radio. Good idea. All the same. It's not physically possible for me to have done it in this time. Still mystified. So this guy did what you suggested. Yes, I'm glad this one heeded my warning. (laughs) He uh, escaped my debunking (laughs) this time. How would you expect? Explain that, Mr. Clever Clogs. Oh, well, that, that one sounds like it might be a phenomena that was coined by an early 90s movie called The Matrix, <laughs> where things like glitches happen, oh, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> Not a jut. What's, what's that? Sorry, never heard of that. Uh, a, a jut in The Matrix. A jut in my b- it was coined by Jordan in 2023. <laughs> what, just now? Yes. So, kind of weird, though. Very strange, right? Don't know what to make of that. Another one says, and this is really weird, or I think so. I went to an event with my very first digital camera. This was back in the 90s when they were quite a new thing. I took lots of photos in the morning, and then at around lunchtime, I realized that I'd lost the camera. I was gutted. I retraced my steps, asked at every soul I'd stopped at whether it had been handed in, but there was no trace of it. At the end of the day, I went back to my locked hotel room quite some distance from the event and the camera was sitting right in the middle of my bed with all the photos from the morning on it how bizarre that is weird that is weird i don't know how that would happen it's not like the hotel was clearly near it yeah out with him and finding it yeah and bringing it back to his room for him or something super strange i have just before you move on a very similar story oh yeah back when i was about 13 14 yeah good good 20 years ago now which is terrifying (laughs) i was experimenting with my goth phase naturally mm-hmm. and uh, my mum had bought a ring from a show somewhere she was at and it was just like skeletons molded round oh yeah okay to form a ring so it's like two skeletons sort of sealed joined head to foot yeah if that makes sense yeah so i stuck it on my pinky because my massive fingers it was the only one it fit on mm-hmm. and i was in the house and i put it down and i lost it okay my mum wasn't too bothered because you know it cost her like a quid or something so she wasn't <laughs> too fussed and she didn't really like it or whatever and then <laughs> she didn't like is that why she she gave it to you yeah (laughs) this is shit yeah i have this piece of rubbish you dickhead (laughs) so um about six months later i was laid near my parents house which was like just a big open patch of grass so i wasn't like experiment with the goth phase then like i wasn't like summoning anything out of the graves or anything but i was just laid in the sun on a nice big patch of open grass and i was just playing with the grass picking it as i was talking to friends and i put my hand into the grass and i picked up what i picked and it was that ring oh that's weird isn't it yeah it was very strange i mean this was like a long time later so it's not as if it could have gotten caught in my clothes or in a, in a 
pocket or something like that. I mean, it was six months later about, and I hadn't been to that patch before that. Mm. So it's just kind of weird. We just kind of found that patch like randomly. Like, oh yeah, we'll chill out here for a bit, sat down. And then I found that ring on the grass and I was like, what the actual hell? Yeah. And I showed my mum. She was like, oh God, that fucking thing's back. <laughs> it was really her that chucked it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Took it off my finger while I was sleeping. A question. Did you have a dog at that time? Uh, no, no, I didn't. We got uh, our dog when I was 18. Right, okay. That was my only logical thought there. No, no doggies. Okay. Then paranormal. Glitch in the Matrix. A jut. No other explanation. Must be Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. You just had a little portal in your back garden. Yeah. <laughs> Whoop, yoink. <laughs> I've got two more. Okie dokie. These are a little strange. So the penultimate one writes... I was making myself a cup of tea and then I put the milk back in the fridge after using it. Doorbell rang, so I answered it. And when I came back to my cup of tea, the milk was still beside my cup. I thought, that's weird. But maybe I got distracted by the door and I put it down instead of putting it away. So I took it to the fridge, opened the door and the milk was there. I now had two identical milks. Oh, what? That one is weird. (laughs) Yeah. And he says, I definitely only bought one carton, so I have no idea what happened. That one is strange. I'd be really interested to see the levels on them and the expiry dates and all that sort of stuff that's true yeah to see if they are a a copy and paste yeah yeah Oh, that's super creepy. That one's cool. Yeah. There's a few actually on TikTok about sort of duplications of things. And there was a lady that, I'm sort of paraphrasing this now, mm-hmm. a lady that had some very small shoes for her daughter. Right. Oh, no, yeah, I saw this one. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yep. And it ended up that she had two pairs. And I think there was a maybe like a fault or something with one of them, but it happened to be a fault on both the pairs. Yeah. Very, very strange. And she never recalls having two. Very strange. So the last one I've got, this is just super super weird. It says, I was once on my own in my family home. Family were all on holiday and only I had keys. I was making jam. I came to put it in the jars, but I couldn't find half of the lids. So I left the lidless jars in the pantry and went to bed. I got up in the morning and all the lidless jars now had lids screwed on tight and in every jar was a dead spider. Oh no, that's grim. (laughs) So yeah, that's that one. (laughs) Oh, that's awful, that one. Because spiders are your favourite. I hate them. Would you rather have slugs or spiders? Oh, slugs. Would you? Depends where they go. Would you rather have slugs on your eyes or spider on your back? I'd rather just run up to the top of my roof and just live there and get away from the wall. <laughs> I thought you were going to say and jump off. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't go that far, Jordan. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one cure for this. <laughs> Death! <laughs> Oh, well, I feel we kind of have to wrap up a bit quick tonight because we've got nine minutes to get to the TV to watch our best pal, Mr. Doran Brong, Brong, Brockington. What was, I can't remember his name. But um, his special, what's his special called today? Uh, Darren Bruges. The Moulin Rouge. <laughs> super sexy cards. That's the one. It is Darren Brown Sherman. Oh, that's the guy. <laughs> it's the theatre show that I went to see in Leeds when I managed to somehow meet him after the show twice in a row. So I'm kind of excited to see it on TV and kind of relive a little bit of that. I was going to spend the entire time watching it looking for you. <laughs> it wasn't recorded at the one I was in. Oh, no. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> Unless it's a glitch in the Matrix and I am there. <gasps> oh, we'll have to talk about that if that happens. Which I don't think it will. <laughs> Imagine if I get up on stage <laughs> imagine if you are darren schmozington <laughs> yeah. 
John Brown. He was ill that night. We got this other guy in. <laughs> Spent the entire time. I'm meeting Darren tomorrow. <laughs> Do some magic. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm finishing early so I can go have a drink with him. Was that the night you said he felt a bit under the weather? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it was because he realised that he's with me for the second night in a row. He thought, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, I'm calling it sick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm feeling a little bit under it tonight. Poor, poor Jordan. We'll see. Right, so after that tirade, we now have got seven minutes. <laughs> right, so let's wrap up. So that about brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you very much for listening. I'm so sorry that we sound disgusting and coffee and snotty, and I obviously sound sexy. I'm talking about Jordan on the other things, <laughs> naturally. But um, thank you very much for tuning in to today's episode of Two Guys What's Up. If you would like to get in touch with us, have an idea you'd like us to research, have something read out in a future episode, or even if you just want to say hi, you can find all the links to our socials where you can reach us at two guys what's up doc com hello Arkwright <laughs> which will be linked in the description of this episode for your clickety clack clock pleasure don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen to us so you don't miss another episode and maybe even tell a friend what you should probably do is take the sound bar that you listen to this podcast on put it into a cup of lemsip and stir it thusly and then take it to our house to make us feel better so we don't sound like snotty goblins do unplug your soundbar first it's bluetooth it's not plugged in it's fine <clears throat> but if you are enjoying the show and you are feeling kind a five star rating and review in the apple podcast app would go a very long way to help us out and we would be eternally grateful it will also cure our ailments yes liking us will make me feel better <laughs> <laughs> it will fill that void from my childhood <laughs> by this time next week if we don't have 80 billion subscribers and likes i'm gonna quit <laughs> Everyone just unliking, <laughs> frantically yeah. sub- unsubscribing. Like, oh, there's a promise. <laughs> we'll have to see this one. <laughs> but on that note, thank you very much for listening. You have an amazing week, guys, and we will see you next Monday. Bye. 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 Conjunctivitis.com. Now there's a site for sore eyes. <laughs> Courtesy of Mr. Tim Vine. <laughs>